At Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, your financial well-being matters. And they're with you every step of the way through your financial journey. Seriously, Affinity Plus has real people to talk to, people who care, and who can offer financial coaching through all stages of your life when you need it. And did you know that financial coaching is free at Affinity Plus as just one of the many member benefits? It's true. You get amazing benefits at Affinity Plus where you're more than a member. You're an owner in the not-for-profit cooperative. Invest in you and get a load of benefits. Continue your financial journey by stopping into the Brainerd Lakes branch on Edgewood Drive in Baxter to speak to one of their knowledgeable employees and bring your financial questions. Affinity Plus is federally insured by NCUA. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And today we have a couple of guests with us uh, on the phone. Uh, joining us today, Matt Killian, the president of the Brainerd Lakes Chamber, and Cindy Mugato, who is the director of the Cross Lake Chamber office. And folks, welcome back to Community Focus. Thank you. Nice to be here again, Ken. Yes. And Tess. <laughs> Uh, Cindy, maybe we'll start with you. Uh, I, I guess I'm kind of curious. Did you have a busy weekend in, in Cross Lake? You know, we did have a very busy weekend in Cross Lake. It's, uh, you know, we're that second homeowner for a lot of folks from out the outstate area. So they were up here and enjoying their cabins, um, you know, as families, of course, um, not doing the restaurant so much, but the boat, the lakes were packed. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. So, I'll, you know, I'll just start out by saying the boat launches are open. Um, the, the launch inside the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers campground is not open until June 1st, but there are several other boat launches on the Whitefish Chain area that are. Um, and back to that campground, they will be opening June 1st, so if you want a reservation for that campground, you just call reservation.gov. Um, all the sites will be open. They will. They do have a lot of protocol in place, um, COVID, you know, preparedness protocol in place. Yep. Um, they'll have sanitizing stations. Masks will be required at check-in or anytime you're, you, you come across any um, staff members. They'll have firewood available as usual. But, um, yeah, it's a great way to, to spend some time up here. I know the resorts are also looking forward to you know the return of the traffic they are open as well um there seems to be a bit going on about beaches swimming pools and playgrounds um so check with the specific resort um to see if that amenity is open but otherwise it, i feel like all of the amenities at those places are are open and they are practicing um you know safety precautions with the ppe and so forth the businesses up here are are getting in, the, in it's a weird dynamic. You know, it's, we're outdoor, we're fun. It's hard to, to comply to, you know, always wearing a face mask and always being six feet apart. But I think we're getting the hang of it. Um, and I know people appreciate it, um, some more than others, for sure. Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. It's something that we're working toward. And the, uh, the Lake Country Cares campaign, if you're familiar with that, check it out. It's, uh, it's a plan to do just that. So... Um, businesses can research the Lake Country Cares um, website to see what they need to do, and then the consumer can um, view that website too to see what we are doing here in the in the Brainerd Lakes area. Yeah, and I'm thinking from a tourism perspective. Uh, obviously, when people come up to the cabins, there are things to do. I mean, I have golfed in Cross Lake uh, here recently. Um, do I understand the mini golf is now open too? Yes. Yes. Um, 
Crosswoods Mini Golf did open over the weekend. They're open under the outdoor recreation provision. Um, Mike Stone family owned that um, place, as, you know, as well as the Crosswoods Golf Course. They own the Mini Golf. Um, they're doing a great job. They have a protocol in place where they sterilize all the clubs and the balls <clears throat> when you return them. They're limiting the size of the groups and staggering the groups going through that course. He has the little foam bumpers in the, you know, the teak in the in the flag cup so that you know you don't have to touch the flag. Right. Um, they're taking tea time. Resolution <laughs> 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 at the mini golf. It's funny. <laughs> as well, but they are staggering. You know, it's just not a sit and wait situation. So they're doing a very good job of that. And he said they had a great fun weekend. It's a really fun family um, activity that you can do. Right. That's good. It's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask, too, uh, I know uh, summers, uh, you usually have music in the town square there. Is that going to happen this year? We are working on that. Um, that's sponsored by the Cross Lake Ideal Lions, and that is an activity that can take place easily, you know, with the six-foot distancing uh, in, in place. So they're working on the schedule of, of music for that right now. Wonderful. So we'll post any, any of those activities that are taking place in Cross Lake will be on crosslake.com. I know the, yeah. um, the fireworks will go on July 4th. Um, the fireworks are taking place over Cross Lake, um, over the water. So it's best viewed by boat. We don't really <laughs> have a lot of great public viewing areas, but that will take place. And the Grandpa's Run for the Walleye is going to take place virtually this year. Cool. So okay. um, watch for details on that, too. So the organizations up here are working on ways to make recreation possible and safe and fun. That's so, great. Matt, you were going to say something? Yeah, what I would say is uh, as we head into the summer, all of these festivals and large gatherings and, you know, music and all those things that we love about summer, uh, none of that has been absolutely canceled yet. You know, the, there's an, maybe a little bit of an ominous sign when they canceled the state fair last week and some of the other big events. But uh, I don't know of any chamber or community organization that is actually saying, no, we're definitely not going to hold that. But um, we do have to prepare for both scenarios right now. So some of those things you're just going to have to wait and see. We'll see how uh, far and how quickly the governor turns the dial, so to speak, whether or not we can have these events. All right. Now, Matt, Cindy alluded to Lake Country Cares. I know you were on last week to talk about that. Uh, give us an update. Are, are the area businesses responding well to that? So far, so good. And we just launched it really last Wednesday with a webinar that had about 100 businesses that attended. Wow. Of course, uh, uh, Memorial Day weekend was kind of on everyone's mind, depending on what business you were. But so far, we've had 50 COVID preparedness plans submitted. And again, those are plans that the state requires uh, for every business. And we're posting those uh, on the website, lakecountrycares.com, just to send the message that the Brainerd Lakes area is taking this situation seriously. And we're doing everything we can as a business community to make sure that both our customers uh, locally and our tourists as they visit are safe. Mm -hmm. And there's a variety of different um, strategies, some uh, best practices there. And I think by now everybody knows what those are. But uh, breathe safe, walk safe, and touch safe is the three best practices that we're promoting. And uh, hopefully when you go around town, you'll see 
evidence of that with those businesses that are subscribing, so to speak, to that campaign, and you'll see that message go far and wide. And like I said, um, uh, when we talked last week, this campaign, there's absolutely nothing like it, this comprehensive that's happening within the state of Minnesota, uh, endorsed by the hospitals, endorsed by many local governments, including Crowling County, Mm -hmm. all the chambers, a variety of business organizations, both of our local foundations. So this is a this is a powerhouse teamwork type uh, initiative, and we feel like it's going to make sure that we recover the fastest of any community in the state of Minnesota. That would be wonderful, mm-hmm. Matt. I uh, I saw you quoted in the Star Tribune a nice article about resorts and the challenges they face as they reopen, and they talked to a number of. Uh, uh, Lakes Area Resorters, that was an interesting article, and it kind of speaks to the point where every business has its own set of challenges, don't they, as, as they reopen? Yeah, of all the criticism that the state and the governor has received, and like I've said before, we could have spent a whole show just on that, but um, one of the things I think that the state did well is they didn't try to develop rules for every different business type. Um, And that's really what these plans are about. They're saying, here are the criteria that you need to meet. The plans aren't especially onerous to put together, but then the business can determine what's best for their sector and their particular operation. So Mm -hmm. with the resorts um, and hotels, I guess the first thing that we want to note for everyone is they are open. In fact, it was great to hear from many resort owners that they had a pretty good weekend mm-hmm. over uh, Memorial Day, which uh, I think was evident when you saw the traffic around town. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so resorts and, and hotels are open. Uh, the only things that would not be open on the property would be things like their spas, you know, and the restaurants would right now would only be curbside delivery. Uh, but everything else is open with the exception of those things in some of the communal areas that people enjoy. And then the campgrounds right now, uh, you can only do remote camping. So if, if you're a Boundary Waters person or you like, you know, hiking into the far reaches of Crowing State Park or something, that's okay. But the developed private campgrounds and some of the state uh, uh, parks have those camping facilities. Those are all closed until June 1st. Okay. Yeah, well, June 1st is less than a week mm-hmm. away. So, Matt, there's a lot of changes that will happen uh, by next Monday, won't they? There really are, and uh, it, it gets confusing for people because every industry has a little different uh, set of rules that that is applied to them. And if you'd like, we can just take them one at a time, and uh, I can I can tell you what's uh, what, what I know, and Cindy can tell you what she's seeing every day up in Cross Lake, so... Well, I was going to say, you know, for restaurants, uh, one of the one of the things that people respond to so well is the outdoor dining, and it looks like that's the only way we'll be able to dine. So I'm wondering how many are getting creative, and uh, of course, sure. many already had the outdoor dining facility. So uh, that uh, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. So right now, it's just curbside delivery, uh, and thanks to everyone who is listening that has supported our local restaurants has been greatly appreciated and it's got them through a difficult time. Um, it certainly is not going 
to uh, float the boat long term, but there's been a lot of people eating out, buying gift cards, all those types of things. And I, I can tell you on behalf of the restaurants, uh, they really, really appreciate that. Um, on June 1st, uh, they only can be uh, accepting reservations by appointment only, and they can have up to 50 people in outdoor seating. Uh, no more than four to six at a table, and you have to make um, uh, a reservation in advance. And right now, and Cindy can talk to this, you know, what she is seeing in, in the Cross Lake area, but it, restaurants are busy planning their outdoor seating. And I, I even know one restaurant that's trying to expand their patio in a week, literally by construction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. So people are, are looking at how they can operate outdoors. And uh, I know that's the same in Cross Lake up there with all the great restaurants that they have up north. You know, in Cross Lake, um, the restaurants, actually, every restaurant up here has outdoor patio seating. However, um, being limited to 50 persons with a minimum of six feet between each table, you know, poses a challenge for restaurants that don't have that big of an outdoor patio area. Sure. Um, This situation is not ideal for restaurants. They're not really happy with it. Um, They were really prepared to, I mean, most of the restaurants up here had cleaned out their you know, restaurants, and they did the six-feet distancing inside their businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, if you're sitting out there and it starts raining, you know, or if it's a scorching hot day, it's, it's just not an ideal situation. However, the restaurants are, you know, happy to at least be able to do that. Um, and in those situations, they will still have the takeout, you know, and mm-hmm. curbside delivery available. So it's just another small step that they have to be able to serve um, their customers it works better, you know, like um, a couple of our restaurants, Zorba's, um, the Wharf, Moonlight Bay, they're all on the water. So if you're out in a boat, you can drive up to the dock, you know, they'll run down your order to the dock and you can enjoy your meal out in your boat. So, oh, wow. Um, you know, they're, they're being creative. They're working on ways to make it work. Um, but this is really not an ideal situation. So they're mm-hmm. very anxious to see um, the next dial, as um, Matt referred to, turning the dial to get these restaurants to be able to serve indoors. Mm-hmm. And I've heard a couple people asking, so if we're sitting outside on the patio, are we even going to be able to go inside if we need to use a restroom, say? Are they going to be, yeah. you know, is it are the doors open for that? Some people are asking. Yep. Yeah, okay. they are. I actually had to ask that question, too, yep. you know, do I have to drive to the bathroom at a gas station? <laughs> right. <laughs> down, yep. down the road or something. But, yep, you can, you can use the restroom. And okay. You can walk through the restaurant in order to get it to a patio, so it's not that restrictive. Okay. I'll tell you what, though, this is the first; these are the first two business types where the state has required uh, that the uh, the wait staff and employees at the restaurant actually have to wear masks. It's not optional, so uh, that's the first time that we saw that. Otherwise, they would say strongly encouraged. We strongly encourage mask wearing. Now they say it's required not only for restaurants, bars, and breweries but also for salons and spas. Right. And uh, frankly, in the case of the salon, the workers and the clients are required to wear masks. Yes. It's not just the employee, it's actually True. the customer as well. Mm-hmm. I think they are saying that for restaurants too. Didn't I see that? The, the you know, they're encouraging. Rest, yeah, strongly encourage. Uh, 
Nine out of ten scientists, though, don't recommend trying to eat with a mask on. <laughs> Who's that uh, one? <laughs> well, there's always that one. <laughs> uh, but no, they, they're strongly encouraged within uh, the restaurant for customers, obviously, between um, food coming out and all those types of things. But at the salons, like Cindy said, uh, the, the, uh, the, the clients have to wear masks and they can't yeah. do anything within the salon any of the services where they they they, they couldn't do it um without a mask so you, mm-hmm. you have to just wear a mask the whole time you're there as do the stylists yep. yeah 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 well like, uh, like you said not ideal but you know a step in the right direction we hope right you know yeah. for a lot of folks be able to go into a salon and get their hair done wearing a mask isn't the worst situation. Let me tell you, the hair is the worst situation right now. That's right. I'm, I'm as shaggy as I've ever been, so I can't wait. And I'll tell you, I would, just talking to all the salon owners out there, if you're intending to get a cut, color, uh, updo, styling of whatever sort, get your name on the list and make the appointment now. Because mm-hmm. I know a couple of them I, I talked to had the first 100, 150 appointments already booked. Yep. Isn't that something? And on the salons, is 25% capacity. So they can only do 25% of the fire code capacity with all those distancing and other restrictions. But, you know, one of the things I've, I've learned um, over the last, let's say, 30 days about the salons is, you know, if you're nervous about going into a salon because it's more of that intimate personal contact these people are licensed and trained in uh, sanitation and mm-hmm. about the barbicide and cleaning up between people and what they have to do before hours after hours after i heard more about their day-to-day uh maintenance and sanitation and sterilization mm-hmm. i thought these are the first businesses that ought to be open. Right, because they've been practicing this, the cleanliness, all the time. That's what they have to do. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So I, I would just say for anyone who might be nervous about going to get their hair cut or hair done again, um, you're going to be in good hands. Yeah. Uh, you're just going to need to book well in advance. <laughs> and be patient. Be patient with exactly. the stylists. Because they yeah. they've got long lines waiting <laughs> virtually. Well, looks like I'll have to wait a while to get my hair cut anyway. <laughs> hey, uh, Matt. I've, uh, as, I've learned to cut my own. So. Yeah. <laughs> wow, uh, Matt. Uh, one thing uh, I would I would ask before we wrap up, uh, you cited some of these rules. They're they're uh, available on your website, are they not? Uh, the little things we need to know about going back to a restaurant, not only as a restaurant owner, but as uh, someone who might want to patronize outdoor dining. Yeah, we have quite a bit uh, available on BrainerdLakesChamber.com, both in the way of blog posts. Um, when we send out an email to our members that have some of this information on it, we also post it on the website. And then there are more than a 1,000 uh, business directory pages where the business owners are actually posting their own updates and data. So either way, that uh, you can certainly find it there. Otherwise, uh, if you wanted to Google, um, you know, Minnesota, a lot of times one of the best Google terms is safe work, Minnesota safe work. Okay. And you'll get to their Minnesota Department of Employment and Economic Development, also known as DEED mm-hmm. website. It has all of this data on there. So Very if you're good. looking to get it from the source, there's where you go. All right. 
Well, thank you guys both for uh, taking the time out to visit with us again today. We're out of time, but I'm sure we'll be in contact and talk again soon. Thank All you. Right. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, thank you. Our guests today, Matt Killian is the president of the Brainerd Lakes Chamber, and Cindy Mugato is the director of the Cross Lake Chamber. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Our Community Focus programs are available anytime online. You can go to 1067wjjy.com, and that's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. And you can also listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.